We know why Perone would get banned. Brian just doesn't know how to read, so that's probably why he got banned. Are you supposed to read the rules? I thought you just clicked the box. It's time for Class Racing Today, the podcast for the NHRA Class Racing fan. All right, everybody. Hello and welcome back to Class Racing Today podcast. Today is Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. This is episode 66 of the podcast. Welcome everybody to go to classracingtoday.com. Give us a like, give us a subscribe on YouTube. That helps us out and it doesn't cost you a thing. So if you are following on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. If you're following on Facebook, head over to YouTube and hit the red subscribe button. Uh, All right, Facebook, make sure you give us a like, give us a share, tell your friends. Okay, thanks for joining us. And I got my buddy Brian Anderson here and we have uh, a very special guest today. A man that you all know and love. I mean, he created the website that we all frequent every night or during the day while we're supposed to be at work doing productive things. Uh, Ken Mealy. So Ken Mealy is going to be joining us today as well. Brian, what's going on in South Dakota? I think we're about done planting-ish. So it's been a wild spring. So I uh, apologize for my absence, Bobby. You've been doing a great job carrying the flag. All right. That's okay. We just, we just, we're going to prorate my pay. So that's fine. Don't worry. That's all taken care of. Uh, also, guys, Instagram. I forgot to mention Instagram. Follow us on there. And if you feel that you're getting value out of the show, this is Craig. Craig's better at saying all this. If you feel you're getting value out of the show, though, uh, hit the donate button and whatever that value is, guys, make sure, uh, you know, nothing is too small. Everything you do helps us and helps us with this production. Craig does a great job out of his studio, out of his pocket, and um, we wouldn't have this good quality without him. So thank you guys for your help. Brian, what's going on with the pistons and the rods? You got anything going? I think it's going together. Pretty excited. The uh, Going to miss out on the race of all races. Hey, by the way, are you not like a year into this wedding thing already? Is this your anniversary weekend or is that last weekend? No, it's coming up in... Four days. Congratulations. Four days is my one-year anniversary. You survived the honeymoon. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't even, we didn't even go on a honeymoon, so uh, I, I'm, like, planning that. <clears throat> so after your uh, your long journey in this marriage process, do you have any tips for the people that are about to get married? Some brother, long journey? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Get to know your significant other for eight years before you marry them. That's what I did. It seems to be working just fine because it's kind of like the same thing. And nothing really changed. Uh, you have an understanding. You actually know the person. I can't stand these people that get married after a year of dating, and and then they realize they don't know anything about the other person. So there you go. There's your free tip. It was just a big facade. <laughs> well, how many years have you been married? Brother, is that like something you should know off the top of your head, or have I been married long enough that I'm excused? We just won't tell Jessica. You better hope she's not watching. Uh, right. <laughs> Uh, oh seven! However long ago that was, that was a long time ago. I got to be oh, by seven. two years. Fifteen years. Get out! I got to be by two years. All right, so you guys should be giving all the advice here, not me. <clears throat> I might have said something different than you, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all looking good. Thank you, sir. Who or ma'am? It just says that's a nice Facebook user that wrote that. Fifty-two years. Ding, ding, this ding. User has been married. Good job, Don. So you know the worst part, like the motor's going together, everything's coming around. Hopefully I get to see my race car this year and that'll be exciting. But this weekend is probably 
the race of all races, and I'm going to be sitting on the sidelines. The uh, the Badger Classic, right? Yeah. And you can't go. $5,000 to win, 2500 for runner-up. Ugh. Like, and it pays deep, too. So semifinals, 1000 bucks. Quarterfinals, 600 bucks. Third round win, 400. Second round win, 200. First round win, 100 bucks. You literally get your entry fee back if you make it to the first round. Sweet payout, and I love when it pays down as far as possible. If you can get a couple bucks for winning first round, that's that's awesome. Love it. And even love for it. you, it's got the stick shift challenge on the 24th. Like, how cool is that a race just for stick uh, stalkers? Does four-speed Johnny have something I can drive? It's probably got an automatic in it, so you'd be disappointed. That's right. If it's that cool wagon, I'll drive that. I don't care what it has. If it's got a column shift, I'll go for it. So yeah, any of the listeners that still want to get in June 24th to the 26th, Rock Falls Raceway, Claire, Wisconsin. Two days. That's plenty of time. Two days, plenty of time. Get <clears throat> get get the valves adjusted, throw some $1,000 worth of uh, diesel fuel in the, in the rig, and head on out. You had to go there, didn't you? Get on gasbuddy.com and map out your... Uh, <laughs> Map out your well, your stops. If you're going to spend the fuel money, you might as well go where you can actually win something. I mean, that's I don't know. You got to plan Absolutely. your got to plan your trips. If you got a stick car, you can actually race for three days there and pretty good payouts. And I don't know. I don't know how many stockers are on a budget other than me, but definitely going to take a little bite into it. I'm guessing they'll still have 120 cars show up though. It's always a big show. Yeah, looking forward to it. I hope I hope it's streaming somewhere. We can check it out. Um, sounds like a you guys get great turnouts out there, and your association's pretty pretty amazing. So, yeah, more power to them. Hopefully, it's a nice success, and wish we could be there. Um, maybe next year. So that's the Badger Classic, June twenty fourth to twenty sixth this weekend, Rock Falls Raceway. Um, nothing new from the Will Monroe. Family, uh, ever since I updated last week, I haven't heard anything. So if anybody knows anything, give us a comment and let us know what's going on. And I haven't heard anything about Iggy Boy Chesco. So somebody give us a comment there and let us know what's going on with Iggy. He got injured at Lebanon Valley. Will Monroe got injured at Cecil County Dragway. So I'm hoping this doesn't become a habit at D1 races here, but I hope that both of these gentlemen are healing up and uh, making some progress. All right, shall we bring our guest in? We should. Kenneth. Yes. This guy's the brains behind everybody's favorite website. Some. <laughs> everybody's favorite website, whether whether they are in, out, suspended, having posts removed or kept or whatever. I don't know. You can tell us all about that, though. But, Ken, thanks for joining us from no North Carolina now, right? Yeah, from uh, New Jersey to North, well, from New York to New Jersey to North Carolina. Keep going south. Let's not let's not talk about the suspensions now. <laughs> Why did I? Uh, yeah, did I, did yeah. I for a week. Yeah, I. Uh, I think it was like a month. I thought. I don't know. It was. It was pretty. Well, hurt, it was pretty what hurtful. Did you do to get banned for a month. All you, all you do it. All you have to do is email me the same day you get banned, and I unban people. I had two posts in the classified sections, yep. two separate posts, two close together mm -hmm. or something. I get that. 
I do it because it, I don't think it's fair that people get the multiple posts and then a guy who just is just a regular guy, he just posts and then it gets, if everybody did it, then you get bumped down to, you know, to the next page. So I've, I've banned lots of friends. Do you not just don't, so don't feel like it's, you know, uh, see Brian Oaks, uh, Perone. I just, lots of these guys, they all give me a hard time. They call me the Nazi. We know why Perone would get banned. Brian just doesn't know how to read, so that's probably why he got banned. Are you supposed to read the rules? I thought you just clicked the box. <laughs> but um, everybody, I just want to real quick. Yeah. Rob Keister yeah. says that Will is up and walking, and they are exploring options to bring him closer to his home of New Hampshire. All right, so hey, that's, oh, that's good news. Good news, yes. Good See Ray is watching. Hey Ray, what's going on? Hey Ray, good morning, Ray. <clears throat> But uh, yeah, so don't please don't take it personal. I don't. It's a tough deal. And lately, I've been just now you're going to probably feel bad. Lately, I just removed the post and I don't even bother doing the band because I just guys get so upset with it. And then I start fighting with them. and I don't want to fight with anybody. That's even more confusing because then you're like, what did I do wrong? How did I not post it? <laughs> then you, but then you can come back and say, hey, Ken, I always tell people, please contact me if you have any issues. I ha I'll have no problem explaining it to you. I may seem like a, a tough guy, but I'm not. I'm a mush. <laughs> it's that accent it scares everybody i think you know <laughs> oh yeah yeah the tony soprano i can't i can't shake it i tried now where'd you come from ken you said new york first so you're not yeah, originally from jersey queens, queens, queens new york you know way way back when it's just uh, if you want to talk about the years but i was born in, in queens new york and uh this is how we talk i mean i can't help myself i try changing my can maybe <laughs> some sweet water. maybe some of that sweet tea will help like like soften it up a little bit I'll try some. It's just, uh, it's uh, whatever. I am what I am, just like Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> so you gravitated down to New Jersey, and you were big into class racing. I remember you had a '68 Shelby, which yeah, was one of my favorite cars in stock eliminator. It was a '68 um, uh, Mustang, '68 and a half original R car Mustang, you know, 428 car, and I bought that in '87 and uh, uh, started going stock, stock limited racing. It just looked like a lot of fun, and then uh, you know. About 10 years later, I moved to Jersey. It was just easier to, because there's no place to park. There's no, I lived in an apartment building in New York, so you couldn't really work on cars. And my brother lived in Jersey. So I moved down here, well, to New Jersey anyway, and started racing. And was that like your, how did you get into the racing? I mean, were you growing up in English Town or? Well, yeah, I used to I go to English Town. I always liked the way stockers look. I used to go and watch the, you know, the, the you know, in the mid '80s, I would go there with my friends and we'd watch the summer nationals. And I was just interested in the stock and super stockers. I couldn't even care about the pros, even though I did like pro stock was more fun back then. But I just loved the stockers with the small tire and everything. And I just um, uh, kind of I said nobody in the Queens area is interested in the stock. My friends were all bracket racers or just interested in going fast. And I said I want to, and I found it in Ohio. Bought the car for eight grand. Had my truck and trailer and probably another about seven grand. So I had maybe fifteen grand into it. And in two years, I won a race. I won ten grand. I pretty much won most of my money back. Now you, that's not even close. You couldn't even. I got hundreds of thousands in a car. It's not even close. But it's amazing. Back then in '91, when I won the Summer Nationals, that you could um, you could win half your your operation back. Wow. So that's kind of my story. The Summer Nationals at Englishtown. Shortly after get like two years after getting that car. That's amazing. What and that was like an A. Was it a stock automatic back then? The automatic. It was. It only ran the index. I. It when I bought the car. When back then, if you ran two tenths, three tenths on the index, you were fast, right? And so, I I I got the car. It ran like one and a half on. It was pretty good. It's not a bad. I worked on it. I proceeded to work on it, and I got it to run the index. 
<laughs> so I should have I should have kept the hood closed and not worked on it. But um, I lucked out that it was like those twelve B cars in that race, and I skated every single one of them. So. Nice. Yeah, I got lucky. I was so yeah, lucky. And that's remember when they used to take like a hundred cars at the event, and oh, yeah. probably ran class and did all kinds of yeah uh, stuff before the eliminator even began. I won the in Summer Nationals three times with the same car. So I won in '91, '97, and 2010. So, but out of those 21 rounds, I could tell you that I only drove three rounds that I was proud of. So to me, <laughs> luck it has a lot to do with it. I'm not nowhere near as, as good. You know why I think it was easy for me to win in 91 is that you didn't have the Beyondos, uh, Sabins, you know, so you didn't have these really good bracket racers coming in yet. I knew they were coming in. I knew we were in trouble, but because, you know, all those guys cared about that car could be on fire. They just, they just cared about cutting the light and just, you know, driving the stripe. Yeah. So, but uh, it's been fun. I have no regrets. It's been a, it's been, it's been a good times, a lot of good times. I think just about any track in the U.S. it takes a lot of luck if you're in a B or an A car. I mean, it's just it's shark infested waters up there, you know. Yeah, that's true. Especially if you're and to worry about horsepower if you got a 396 combo because in the Division One, Division Two, they're everywhere. I feel sorry for those guys trying to control not getting horsepower, but they've been doing a good job the last couple of years. Yeah, I'm impressed at how how groups can get together and do that. Like multiple people can get together and protect a combo. And um, with your combo, you're not you guys do you have a lot of cars in your in your combos? No, but like the four people that run it try right. to do good, just go as fast as they possibly can every time they get on the track. So we're worse at protecting a combo uh, than like the 50 people that are running that 396 because yeah. they all work together. Or so you, you could just cool. run a Camaro with the LS1 and then it's virtually impossible to protect anything because it's so hammered, <laughs> nobody can go fast enough. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, no, nobody's in my combo. In your current combo. No, Good morning, fellas. Walt Walker. What's up, buddy? Runs a a, a big-time stock, super stock Facebook page that oh, nice. has like 20,000 followers. So nice. you need to learn from yeah. him. <laughs> uh-huh. So now, Ken, you 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 sold the, the 68 and you and, stepped into the 21st century now, which was sad well, for me to see. I think Dave or uh, what, Jim Morgan, I think, has that car now. Well, there's a little backstory real quick. I sold it, my 60, it was, a, I turned it into a 68 Shelby because I could run aluminum intake. It was just easy to work on it because intakes weigh like 95 pounds. So, but in 2000, Jeff Veldy bought the car and turned it into a, six, a 67 Shelby, which is a really, really good paper combo. It's just a good combo. And uh, I bought a, 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 a 95 Mustang from Evan Smith and I proceeded to run super stock with it. I built the motor. It was a dog. It went four or five under, but uh, I didn't have fun with it, and I was bumming. I, I was going to put basically a 460 in it or something late model in it. And then Jeff said, you know, I want to sell the car back to you. I said, well, I don't really have the money. He said, it's all right. It'll just sit in the shop until you're ready. So I did some creative financing. I got the car back fast as I've, you know, and it was fast. He made it fast. I got the car. I went to the track. It went like 990 the first time. I, I said, whoa. And that was 19, no, that was 2006. I was just blown away. I said, man. So we had it for six years. And uh, he really turned into a nice car. And then I sold, then I kept it until Anthony Bongiovanni put me in one of his cars. He said, I need to have you in one of my cars because I want all six cars at the track at Englishtown. So I went and got into the car I'm in now and I went 880s and I was saying, you know what? I don't want to drive this Shelby no more. Because <laughs> it was, a, when you put that in high gear, it was a lot of fun. It was just a lot of fun. So, so that's, then I sold, so I, so I couldn't afford both. So I kept, so I sold the, uh, to Jim Morgan, the guy who used to do my FE motors. So. 
and uh, that's it. And he painted it white because it was red when you had it, wasn't it? Well, I was going to paint. I was keeping the car. I was going to paint it orange with silver stripes. And then uh, Jim worked out a deal because, you know, I really liked the car. You got in the paint shop. Would you mind painting it white? I said, nope, no problem. So we painted it white, made a deal. And that was, I don't even remember what year that was. Was it 15? I don't know. Maybe, you know, I keep, I don't know. My memory's shot. Is it, it, no, is it visibly, is there a difference between the 67 Shelby and the 68 Shelby? And you're telling me that there's different motors in those cars. It's totally different. Uh, The taillights are different. Uh, One taillight has uh, uh, different, uh, one taillight, the 68 has Thunderbird taillights. The 67 has Cougar taillights. The front end, the whole front fascia is one piece on a, on a 67. It's three pieces on a 68. It's, there's a lot of little different things, but the, the average Joe won't notice it. I mean, but you you would notice it. But uh, the engine common, the combinations are so much better in 67 uh, because they really never had any pre- paperwork on it. So Bill Hawk called up uh, Shelby American, and they got all the paperwork straightened out. And then it killer combo, 850, the CFM carburetor, aluminum radiator, battery in the trunk, aluminum drive shaft. So I'm, there's a lot of gray areas there. I'm not going to say what's right or wrong, but the man Shelby signed off on it, and he's the guy who made the cars. So, <laughs> you know, so, you know, a lot of guys before these new cars came out with the Cobra Jets and stuff like that, me and um, Bill Hawk and uh, uh, David Barton with his Hemi were like, we, get, they, we were always like picked on because we had paper, they call them paper cars. They were never produced. Shelby produced one car like ours, but they didn't produce like they, you know, with the with the one single four barrel. It was just a prototype. Most of them came with two four barrels. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, and then if you're an FE guy, there's there's a gazillion different heads you can run on them. It's just amazing. I can't believe how many different heads. I don't know if you know familiar with an FE motor with that manifold so big. You know, it's just it takes up half the head. Yeah, the guy should be who designed I- that motor. <laughs> yeah. The first time I saw it, I was absolutely blown away because I was just used to seeing small block Fords, and I was like, "Is that is yeah. that right? Or is there something? <laughs> Did you cut that?" And uh... yeah, it's just the way it was designed, and I just couldn't stand working on the motor no more. I, in fact, mm-hmm. I would put a 351 fuel injected combo in my car in my Shelby if I wasn't going to buy Anthony's, and because I just was tired of working on a motor that that's that was just it always leaked. It was just not. I don't understand why people still want to race them today. It's just not my cup of tea. I miss my car when I open the hood and look at it. I I don't miss it at all. But uh, yes, but then I got into the thing. So I drove for a couple of years with the, with the, with Anthony's car. And then I just bought it. And I said, you know, I got to buy this car because he's putting other people in it and it's becoming a rent a car and it's just a mess when you get in it. And so I just wanted to make it my own. And I painted the purple part orange just to kind of make it my own, but still Anthony sponsors me. Uh, so I'm still we're still heavily involved with each other. So that's my story. Any other questions? It's not that yeah. exciting. Well, let's talk about that car a little bit. It's an 08 Cobra Jet. Um, yes. It's the four-valve motor, you said. Yep. Um, yep. Supercharged. Yes. And it's so it's it's like the first batch when they started running these these factory cars made a comeback in 2008. So who who does the motors? Like who can you tell us a little bit about the car? Yeah. Well, okay. So first, the cars, the the 08s were not as fast when they first came out. Even when you started tuning them up, they were only like nine, top maybe 950, 960 cars, because uh, they only came with a small blower. Well, they 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 don't make that blower anymore. And when they don't make a blower, and it sure lets you use the superseded one, which was the 2.3, and uh, I think they gave it a little bit more horsepower because of that. Then the cars became really quick. So that's the backstory. But now we even get another run an even better blower. That's why my car is so quick. Is because uh, they don't make the two three anymore. You can't get them. 
So they let us run the VMP 2.6. In fact, it's the rotor pack in that blower is the same rotor pack that's in the Copo Camaros. What makes them a little bit better is that they have a front end, front entrance uh, intake. You know, the air comes right in the front. There's no restriction. Ours has the elbow, so it's still restriction. But it's a very efficient ro- rotor pack, and it's, re- it's a really good combination. But we had to put 20 horsepower on, which is fine. Uh, but so that's what the combination is today. Um, it's built, the car was built by B&B. It's not a factory, you know, body in white or a factory Cobra jet, like say Don Fazell's. That's an actual factory car, but it's built to the factory specs. But B&B, um, uh, out of Tennessee, I don't know where he's moved again, but he's, he's built all of, uh, Anthony's cars except one. And the guy does a phenomenal job. Uh, just, a, so that's the paint. You know, I can't tell you what the paint is, but the paint was really good on the car. But, uh, Anthony would know who painted the car. Might've been one of B&B's guys. But uh, transmissions on these cars are, we did have a C4 in it for a while, but they don't hold up once you start making over 800 horsepower. So I got a turbo 400, which is legal in, in the class because that's what Ford put in them. And uh, so roughly it's, uh, it's it, you know, you look at the motor, it's, it's amazing. It makes the power. The camshafts are only like 413 inch, you know, that's 413 thousands lift. And, um, uh, but it'll make, I think mine's probably making about between 1150 and 1200. And, uh, and the, the showdown cars are probably making about 1400 because um, they, they weigh more. I, I want to run the showdown, but that's, you know, I, I could change my pulley because I can claim it a different uh, a year and I can uh, run a smaller pulley and a bigger throttle body. And I may be, may be, to get, I may be able to qualify, but I'm, I'm on the fence. I want to do it and I don't want to do it because I don't want to push the car because when you push these cars, they break. If you don't, I'm already going to my third season and I haven't even pulled the valve cover off the thing. So they're very reliable wow. if you can. Yeah, if you keep the RPMs down, they're very reliable motors. It's because they have hydraulic rollers, so they don't. Um, uh, they, there's no valve adjustments. There's not, nothing. You know, you don't have to do anything except you know, uh, set it up for the winter. Just kind of pull the plugs out and uh, put a fresh set of plugs in. Run like 93 octane through it, so there's like uh, lubrication all over everything. Sorry, guys. I know I talk with my hands. It's the Italian in me. Yeah, used to it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, so that's so that's pretty much it. But it's a maintenance-free car. It's not hard to work on. It's so much easier than my Cobra Jet. Uh, you know, what about you know, ice? Do you have to show up to the track with like a thousand pounds of ice? And oh, okay, you know, so or... that, yeah, uh, that you, if some guys will run the heat exchanger, which is a little radiator, you know, the Shelby's used to come up from the factory. I think that's how the Skillman's and, and Ron Zello runs theirs with heat exchanges. I'm not sure. Then you don't have to put ice in it because the heat, the, the temperature will stay the same for the intercooler for the supercharger. I, Anthony likes to put a lot of ice in his, I put one bag, one bag, and that's all I need. It, it's a little bit higher than normal. If I want to go really fast, then I'll just load it up. But so it's not that bad for me, but when Anthony says the track, we bought, we're buying tons of ice because we're doing three cars. So he should get an ice machine. That's what he needs at the yeah, track. Right? <laughs> so ice at the track is expensive and your fuel is expensive. So yeah, it may be a little bit more cost, but I've made it. I've kind of made it so it's not as cost uh, as costly as when, when Anthony's racing. So you know, with because we're not always got the same tracks now because we're you know obviously I'm in North Carolina and he's in New Jersey, so we're not at the same tracks. Is there but, much? Uh, oh, my buddy Paul. I have to say hi. Hey, Paul, what's going on? Is there much maintenance on the blower? What's that? Does the blower have much for maintenance? No, not if as as long as now the so, so showdown cars do because their cars are, are Whipple charges and I think they build them a little bit tighter to specs for specs for clearances because you know the tighter you can get it without seizing up you're going to get more boost and more you know more air so those things I think from what I heard and I could be wrong but at least every couple of races those blowers are off and back to Whipple to rego mine uh, no issue I haven't had issues I, I I have three almost three years on this blower. 
I've had uh, in the past. Um, I did break a, um, and I think it's because of this two-step. I did break the snout on on one of them, just where the, where the pulley meets the, the blower. But um, usually they're pretty good. The two-step, I don't use the two-step anymore because with four timing chains, if you could in, if you could take a, a inside picture of them, they they. I have a, a picture of a guy uh, of who was it? ATI um, uh, JCBD. He put a camera on the outside of where the belt is on the inside of the engine, but where the belt is and where the tension is, and he got on a two step. Oh my god! So the timing chain's got to do the same thing. So uh, unless they can make a two step that's super smooth, the which cars, I yeah, they all sound horrible on the two step. All those yeah. factory cars. Now the now the Copos they don't have that major problem because it's just like a you know a small block Chevy it's just a one timing chain but them four timing chains I've already broken one cam gear so now I'm just kind of it's hurting my lights but I'm just gonna have to deal with it so but it's still a good car it's a lot of fun uh, as I want to go rounds when I'm racing but it's not as important as just having a good time at the track it's just a whole package for me you know if I go rounds I go rounds you know I got a couple of nationals I'm happy. No, you know what it's like. That you're, that you're on your third season, and that, that's like, yeah, yeah. that's a testament to, to the uh, I want to get two more engine builder. Um, yeah. who, who builds the engines? So that's a JDM, Jim Diamore. He's out of uh, Freehold, New Jersey. And um, he's um, he's really good. He he knows these things like the back of his hand, especially the 5.4. I know he used to work for Ford at one time. He was an engineer, and he's, ex- he's an excellent tuner, and he loves to use the factory um uh ford processor where i have the fast right now but um he uh he's really good I, I, i'm just he's extremely anal meaning he doesn't that stuff doesn't leave his shop until it's just perfect so transmissions are done by select even though it's a uh you know it's a i think we have a read case and everything but select transmission out of long island does them and the same with the transmissions i i could go two three seasons without even taking it out because they're always so everything's perfect but the transmissions are really pricey i mean i guess all transmissions are pricey today but to do a transmission today like this is 10 grand you know if you want every top of the line you know so it doesn't break because we make about six to eight hundred pounds of torque depending where the curve is you know you can make you know my converter only stalls to like five thousand you know and, and just trying to just stall it in, you know in, in the pits maybe three thousand before it wants to spin the tire so uh, it's got a lot of torque, a lot of torque. Converters, uh, we run, uh, we don't even run small converters. We run nine inch converters, big converters. Is it a select so, converter? Also? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, well, it was somebody else's at one time, but he redid it. It's basically all his. He has all a lot of data from the PC Richard group because uh, they had ran five four. So he has a lot of data and it's just, everything just works great. It's just, a, it's a great combo. I don't run any timing. I, I leave the start line at 12 degrees, uh, you know, ramp up to about 20. The motor can handle more, but I don't. There's no need for it because if you're bracket racing, what's the point of beating the shit out of it? You know. So. And what kind of RPM are you turning? If you're trying to keep the RPM down, what what RPM are you turning? Seventy-two. I shift that seventy-two and seventy-two go through about seventy-eight. Uh, the motor's good for eighty-five. These motors you don't want to push any more than eighty-five. Even with I have a billet crank in it. Uh, Brian crank is totally legal in these motors. It's a billet crank, but you don't want to go. It's just a such stroke. The stroke is so long. You don't want to beat them up. Even though Holbrook at the time, back in the day, just to go 860s, he was turning at 9,500 through the traps. But Ford doesn't like that. Now, the Coyotes, they can last. Coyotes, you can bring them up to 11 grand. You know, so <laughs> they go, they'll go through the traps between 10,500 and 11,000, the Coyotes. They're screaming. So it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, some people say, if I, had, if I destroyed the motor, it would be an expensive deal for me if I totally broke the motor. But as, if, I, if I can stay, that's why it stops me from running the showdown is because... Um, uh, 
I don't want to push the motor because then I have to raise the timing. And I just, I don't know. Timing is the killer with these things too in RPM. So any other questions? I feel like I'm just yapping away here. Interesting. I like that. I, I, John Calvert did tell me a couple years back to, to, cause I wanted to get a car like you had, I wanted an FE and he said, you're out of your mind. Yes. Get one of these coyotes, get a 2014 Cobra jet, naturally aspirated 400 yeah. runs that you'll get out of that thing. Oh, the, what you call the three valve is even longer. The three valve, you could probably keep it for five years. The three valve combo. It's just, it makes about, you know, when it's all done and said and done, you make about 475 horsepower. That's all you need. That's not going to hurt that motor. It's not going to hurt it, you know. But some, because some of the stuff from today is a lot better than yesteryear. Like the block that I'm using is good for 2,500 horsepower. That's the factory block. It's made by a company in Italy. It was forged by a called Texit. They made them for Ferraris. It's hard to get these blocks now, but they're really, really good blocks. They don't crack anywhere, but if because it's got you know six bolt mains, they're just there's just it's just I guess because the motor like an FE or even the small blocks that you run, uh, they're made with a slide rule. These were made on these are made of CAD design, you know, computer. They know exactly where you know the stress points are and where they're not, and so it's just that's why I was getting away from the FE. I just I just couldn't stand it, you know. So you know I don't know how the small block Chevys are. I guess they hold up. I just it's just uh, I don't I don't I don't know. I'm not you know into that, but. I know the 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 old Fords. You just you know the small blocks. You'll crack from the main web right to the uh, to the cam journals. Yeah, we've been fortunate with our stuff yeah. for years. You turn RPM, don't you? What's that? You turn a lot of RPM, don't you? Oh, with yeah. yours, <laughs> yeah. Like Ray Scardelli, right? Yeah. Probably not as much as Ray, but we're we're oh, up boy. about nine, just about nine thousand going through I the trap. I know it's got a short stroke, but you know RPM is the death of any engine. Yeah. Um, but, but we're, you know, we're doing it good with, with the cast crank, you know, the crank from 65. And, no kidding. Yeah, we wow. did it with boss rods for a long time. You know, finally, you know, we've been using Crower rods for the last so many years. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, we, my dad worked magic with, with junk for a long time. And, okay. um, you know, after I got out of college and, and, and was actually bringing in money instead of spending all the money, like <laughs> we were able to start getting better stuff. So, yeah. Let's uh let's talk about I want to get into the class racer website here. How that happened and you know Well it-, it was kind of first it was a joke. Not a joke, but I guess you would say a joke. My buddy Wayne Williams uh uh from South Jersey, I'm just hanging around his shop because I'm really like I left UPS, it really had nothing to do with myself. I'm just trying to find out what I'm gonna do for a living. And we're hanging out and he goes, you know, this guy Dale Rethke has a site site, and I don't know if you remember these old websites uh the bulletin boards i mean the um the uh forums were very just very simple setup i mean it was just basically like i don't even know how to describe it, it was just extremely uh just simple and this guy dale Rethke started a site called stock super stock and um uh we started we said so you know well maybe we'll get involved in that you know he wants to he wanted to move into another direction and try, try to charge people for it you know say listen i'm gonna um you know, $20, no names, uh, uh, real names, no games. But in that kind of situation, you know, I knew what forums were all about. A lot of people want to have that anonymity where they just don't want to have their name out there. And so Wayne goes, you know, why don't you just build a site? Can you do it? I said, yeah. I said, I'll pay for whatever the server costs, whatever that, you just build it. So I just came up with, a, a you know, I found a forum company that was fairly inexpensive and we just started Class Racer. And they think, what kind of name should we name it? And Evan was involved in this a little too. In fact, Evan Smith might say that he came up with the name, but that's the way Evan is. I, and I, I hope he watches this because I came up with the name. And I'm not boasting, but 
one thing I know about, I started getting into just everything with the internet back in the late uh, 90s. I just thought that was the way to go. And I thought simple names that people can spell easily. I know, you know, people might laugh, but a simple, easy name is what people remember. So you can't get, you know, too carried away. Dale Rethke went with the uh, Superstock Stock Forum. That was the whole dot com. That's just way too much. So I came up with Class Racer. That's what we are. How, how easy this is. People can remember that anyway. So that's where Class Racer came from. But so we started as like um, just kind of like a, a fun thing to say, well, you're going to charge people. We're going to do it for nothing. You don't you can come to ours. And I kind of let the trash talk go much more than I would now. And because you know how it works with the Internet, like Yellow Bullet, trash talk sells. And it's just, you know, and, and before uh, I just want to get real quick before because I'm jumping all over the place before. um uh, Dale started getting really crazy. I, I offered to help him because I was pretty good with graphics. I could design something for him. I said, I don't want, I don't want nothing. Don't, I don't want no money. I'll just help you out. I think this is a great thing. He goes, no, nah, I think I'm going to go out on my own. And so his first two years he made, I think he made a decent money because he gave, he had like 8,000 members and 8,000 members. I think it was eight at $20. Do the, do the math. What's that? You know, oh, wow. and that's 2001, 2002. So but that tailed off real quick because of my site. And so it was a battle. His people would get on their site and they would jump and make fun of my site. And my people would make fun of his site. I never, I just kept in the background because I, if you look at me as an administrator, I have very little posts in the last 20 years because I feel it's the, the, the members should run the show. It shouldn't be about me. I'm not, you know, it's not about my ego. It's about everybody else, what they want to do. And so I don't really make a lot of posts as a, as a, as an administrator. I just do the live from you know, Ken, but, I don't, I don't promote that in that way. I don't want to push my site like that. And uh, so he kept battling. He sent me bad emails. And I think it's all good. In fact, but it's funny thing is that he joined Class Racer after <laughs> I was hacked because he had no clue. That's the biggest thing about Class Racer. I have to watch the site. I'm always having to have the updated uh, security patches and stuff like that because you can be hacked. And he got hacked and he couldn't, he couldn't um, recover from it. Oh. And I felt bad, you know, I felt bad because he did. Start it. But the person that really started all this class racer stuff was, um, oh, my God, how can I forget his name? He's going to kill me. Um, he's got a Chrysler product. He doesn't post anymore. Um, he used to take a lot of pictures for me. Oh, can you think of anybody, Bobby? Oh, what the, oh, my God. Marie did it also. I don't know if you remember Marie's site. She used to have a, a, a website, too, a really a simple forum. You don't remember that? No. Nah. Okay. Well, I'm not, so I'm not the one that first started other people. Now I don't, you guys, I'm, I'm 64. Okay. So, uh, um, so in the late early nineties, there was a thing called prodigy. Like it was like AOL yeah. and prodigy. You had this, you had a message board and, um, a Sheehan. You remember Sheehan? I don't know yeah. if that brings I'm Sheehan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. He started prodigy and he was the guy who started all this internet stuff as far as, you know, people commenting, you know, we're at the track, blah, blah, blah. So, and he's, he was the main guy. And then Marie took it over and then basically Dale took it over Rethke. And then I kind of capitalized it and I'm here today. And it's, we, I started as kind of a hobby. And for the first 10 years, we made no money, nothing. It was, you know, and then all of a sudden advertisers, people started going, so I want to advertise on the site. And I didn't do any soliciting, no soliciting. They said, and 90, 90% of all my advertising that today is not solicited. They just say, I want to be, they just email me and say, can, how can I be an advertiser? And so, I don't know, I guess maybe, I don't know, maybe God just blessed me because I didn't do, I don't, if I had a, a model to build websites like this, I'd have 10 of them. You know, I just, I don't know why it worked. It's like, it just happened to work. I think it's 
small enough where if, if somebody wanted to start another site, it would cost them too much money to promote the site. So it's small enough there, but big enough so I can make a decent living. So I, I just happen to be in that little niche, I think. You know, who would think you can make money just for stock and super stock? I, I just think it's crazy, you know. So I got to ask. Was that, was I, that Brian? I got to ask Dale Rathke, where was he from? Because we have a Dale Rathke that. South Dakota. Yeah, that's funny. South he lives Dakota. in my town. Okay. And he got a very upset. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. At times, I was a little upset the way he was, you know, real names, no games. Don't go to class racer. It's a bunch of. And, but I, I never hold, hold any animosity towards him. And I tried to help him out. He didn't want help. And I didn't want to charge him. He wanted to do it all his own, but I knew he didn't have the expertise. And I was just new into this stuff. So I didn't have great expertise, but I understood the internet a little bit better. And he didn't want to have anything to do with it. And uh, it just went the other way. And I don't think you can charge. I think it's better off not charging people. People say, why don't you charge for the classifieds? I said, no, I'll never charge for the classifieds. It's all about the advertisers. They're going to foot the bill. When you start charging members, I don't think you can do that on the internet. I think it's not a good thing to charge people to watch or to, to, to look at something. People want you to have a premium membership. I said, no, I don't want to do that. I just I just don't want to do that. So so do you know Dale personally, Brian? Yep. Yeah, he works at the little auto parts store here. It was funny because when, okay, so, when I got so started, I'm like, oh, there's a stock super stock racer in town. And that was, I mean, I'm totally new to this thing here for about the last three years. So. Oh, okay. Because I'm good. I was going to say, do you like, you, how you're not that old, obviously. So you probably weren't back then. You weren't involved in it at all, right? No, I had no idea. That's where I'm like, that's a pretty original name, but. You never know. You know, the world's pretty big and yeah, he yeah. still, still races his dirt once in a while and still races a little he, bit. He posts once in a while on my site, but I say, I have no animosity towards him. I have made some enemies with class racers. There's no doubt about it because I feel I run it the way I want to run it. And I think it's a good way, but some people feel that I don't do the right thing, but it's not their website. And I don't, and I, I, it's not like I want to be, you know, nasty to them, anything, but it's just the way I run it. Nobody's perfect. And I feel I'm doing the best I can, but it's very small percentage. I mean, out of all the members we have, I would say it's about half a percent that I've had to just say, guys, you just don't, don't come back to the site. It's just not worth it. Cause you don't like the way I do things. And I mean, I can name names, but it's no worth it. It's not worth name names. It's just, but I've gotten visceral emails, uh, death threats. Uh, one guy called up my engine builder and said, I don't want you building engines for him anymore. He's no good. And so, and the engine builder called me up and said, and started laughing. He goes, what did you do to that guy? I said, I don't, I don't want to talk to him. And he, he just keeps going. He just keeps emailing me and I just ignore him. As, so as Bader would say, the complaining customer is your friend. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes, you know, when you have that guy, like we customer. had a guy on. The key word is customer. Yeah. Customer. Yeah. You can't make everybody happy. I feel like I've done a good job. I don't think I would ever sell the website. I guess, you know, you say never, maybe somebody offered me millions, but it's not worth that. But I feel almost obligated to do, to be a part of the website because it's really just a place for us to go. I know it sounds really like a cliche or maybe just like BS, but I just feel like I would be afraid to sell to somebody because they would destroy it and they just for profit. And I don't do it just for profit. I mean, again, that I want to make money because I put a lot of time in it, but I mean, it's not people, I'm not making millions, you know, I just making a, a, what you call every retirement from UPS and I just make a modest living, which I'm as happy as can be. And it's something you enjoy. So when you do, when you enjoy something, it's, it's not, you know, even though I do get, like I said, I get those emails, like they'll just be right there. F you, who the hell you I think you are. That. Who takes the time to do? Well, that? in the classified section, the guy said, I said, you can't post that in the classified section. You just posted a bunch. And sometimes you won't even see it. I had a guy who posted five things in a row. 
And then I said, you can't do that. And he goes, what do you mean? It's, I can do what I want. I said, well, you can't do that. And he goes, and he just said, F you. I don't, I don't need your website. I said, well, fine. You know, uh, I can, you know, I can do what I want. I said, you, when you, when you were a member, you didn't read it, but it says you, there's certain rules and this, you know, and, but I asked people, I said, if you're not sure, just contact me. I'm, yeah. I'm there Just contact me and I'll explain it to you. I have no problem with that. You know, I get you. nobody reads anything anymore. Was that and nobody reads anything anymore? And this is coming no, from I, my, I, my teacher perspective. Kids don't read direction. Nobody read. Everybody's just in a hurry and just figure it out later. I, like just do yeah. and figure it out later. I have a big block above the classifieds in yellow, and it says warning, and they, and it tells you what to do in the classifieds, and they still don't read it. One guy says, "Oh, I didn't see where the rules were," so I took a screenshot and I in email. I says, "You didn't see that?" Oh <laughs> well, yeah. And then sometimes they get mad at me. Well, you could have just warned me. I said, that is the warning. It says warning right there. I don't want to get into it. That, that's where I get my blood. But in, as far as the regular section is concerned, if you keep politics out of it and religion out of the regular section and don't threaten anybody with you know harm, I don't care what you say. If you're Even if you say something that, you know, because a lot of guys will come on, like this guy, 1320. They, they didn't want him talking in the tech section because he wasn't a stock super stock guy. I said, yeah, but he's not breaking any rules. So, you know, how do I get rid of him if he's not breaking rules? Suppose somebody doesn't like you. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to ban you because they don't like you. Yeah, that's that, that sounds like cancel culture to me. Like if the guy is in the tech section, yeah. is he talking about anything relevant? Is he giving an oil right. recommendation or something? No, who cares if he races what he races? I'm willing right. to learn from anybody anytime. There so, are some more stories that I can't really say online, but there are some more stories that even get worse than that about that cancel culture stuff. You know, and I just don't want to bring it up because it involves what you we'll talk about someday. But it's it's crazy. And it's a small site. It's only thirty five thousand unique IPs. It's not like I have a, a million subscribers or a million. You know what I mean? That's my readership every month. And but still, they try to get to you. You know, you can't have a different view. You have a different view. Well, you guys know that. I don't want to get <laughs> cancel culture has filtered down to class racer. Oh, my yeah, Terry uh... Emmons. What's up, buddy? Great show. Eddie Bidler. Yo, Bobby. Yo, Eddie. Yeah. What's up, man? My double post that led to suspension. I just sat in the corner for a month and asked Bobby no. what was happening. Brian, you're making me feel terrible. You should you should just email me right away. Hey, Ken, what did I do wrong? What's going on? And immediately a band's lifted. And I tell you, go post again. Just do it one, you know, one shot every one shot every 10 days. But here's the thing. Then I would have probably done the same thing again. So I went to learn my lesson. Well, now I know. Hey. Oh, okay. Well, no, no, see, see now, Brian. Now you know how to grovel properly. <laughs> uh, but I, I appreciate you not being just because some guys get so really mad at me. Most don't. Most of just laugh about it, and they may call me an a hole behind the scenes. But that's fine. I, I can deal with that. You know, hey, names the words don't hurt me. I'm not. I'm not a snowflake. You can just call me anything you want. Your house, your rules. Just that's how I look at our podcast. You know, there'll be people okay. that are complaining or this. I'm like, you know what? Start your own if you don't like this one. Like. I've, one guy, I believe one guy said that he goes, "I'm going to start my own own site, and you're going to go postal when I take all your people away." I said, "Go if you need any help, let me know." <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, exactly. So, like a D1 racer. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was a guy from uh, D5. Uh oh. It was Dale. Uh, Brian. It <laughs> <laughs> was not. I I'm going to call Dale. We're going to have a. We're going to have to come on here. I, I can go get him. <laughs> He's just down the road. <laughs> This guy used to say Peter Biondo and, and Dale, Dan Fletcher are cheaters on the site all the time. And then when Dan, Dan approached him at one race, uh, he goes, ah, I was, it was Peter is a cheater. And then he met Peter and another, he goes, no, Dan's the cheater. So the guy was just, you know, and then he started being just belligerent. And I, I banned him because he started being belligerent. And um, But these guys, you probably don't remember. How long have you guys been on Class Racer? How many years now? 
maybe, roughly I'm five years, ten at least, ten or twelve. Ryan, maybe. I would say probably five. I've had my car three. I think I was on Class Racer for a year or two before I got my car. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Have you found like a lot of things that were helpful, or you just find it entertaining, like in the tech section? Any any help in that way? Both. I joined it for tech. I was on Facebook and I said, I have a lot of questions about getting a, a, a class car together. You know, we've been out of it forever. Does anybody know what kind of oil, what kind of this, what kind of that? And somebody said, go to class racer tech section. And that's how I found out about the website. Oh, All those okay, cool. Brian, did you just I, try to name it? I look at the schedules. Um, I like the classifieds. I mill okay. through the, I'm more of a shadow. I just like to read and see the right. controversy. Just. It's interesting. There's a lot of, a lot of good data there. I mean, to kind of comb through. Since Sutherland been... came up with something really good, which I go there all the time. He did that the class racer info, where you could just put, t- t- type in your, you know, or you can just look at the class indexes and everything all in shot. So, and he did that out of his. I don't know if he's getting any monetary out of it all, but he just he says it was a lot of work to do that. Oh, I bet that was a that was a great site. It's, it's got to be kept. You have to keep up on it make sure everything's accurate that's got to be a nightmare yeah and he's i said goes i said no you can post i wouldn't i won't charge you anything you can i'll set you up for your own thing i the thing because you know in certain things i don't it's i think are helpful to you know some people are you not charging for that i said no because it helps it gives me and it just helps just people come to the site and i have a lot of people i know people come from facebook but i've had a lot of emails from facebook people that they're tired of going to facebook and because Back in the day, somebody told me that, you know, your site's not going to last because of Facebook. But now people are telling me that they're tired of the way Facebook works. Not everybody. I'd rather just go to your site because I know it's just, you know what I mean? I guess, I don't know, because I guess, I guess you can get hammered on my site too. You see people get hammered if they say the wrong or people perceive the wrong things being said. I try to control it. I didn't want any politics anywhere on the site, but I, I capitulated and it's in the lounge. So I let these guys talk. If it gets out of control, I just should. That's the lounge, move. right? The the, the, yeah. the reason for the site is to get away from the politics. If we want to see that, we'll scroll our stupid Facebook feed or turn on the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can exactly. we go anywhere where we don't have to read that stuff? Like that's, that's the whole point. Yeah, I think I think we want to get away from that. I don't. We all know there's issues in there in our country, but I, I don't want to think about that when I'm racing. I want to. I just want to get get away from that, you know. And um, yeah, I've been called, you know, a liberal, uh, conservative, uh, every, whatchamacallit, because people don't know, I mean, maybe now they know my politics, but most of the people don't. And I just want to, I want to be, you know, I don't want to, I want to be neutral on that, even though I do have a strong feelings, because I don't want it to be about, I'm not, I don't want to indoctrinate you into something that you don't want, you know, although when I think of, you know, the politician one side, they want to destroy racing. So to me, it's obvious why I can't see why anybody would be that way, because they don't care about what we do. You know, we're destroying the world with our carbons and all that other shit. I, I officially became a member January 31st of 2016. Oh, okay. All right. So we got uh, five years plus is good. With a whopping yeah. 39 posts. My posts per year are pretty limited, but I, uh, this is how. 39 including the ban of two? That I <laughs> well, I had to laugh because I actually entered as South Dakota Mopar as my username, and I was a Mopar guy diehard before I got my Camaro that I, when I started racing Superstock. So it was definitely. What, what, what combination is your Camaro? What combo is it? LS1. LS1. Is it, uh, is it easy to get parts and stuff like that? Uh, rods took me a while. I ordered my rods in August, and they showed up here about three weeks ago. Oh, just because of the supply chain issue yeah. type of thing? Yeah, but otherwise right, right, right. parts are 
you know, they're kind of like what you're running. They're just bulletproof. And that's nah, cool. Yeah. Seems like a good combo. I love the way those cars, they just, to me, the suspensions are just the, is the, the best. The cars just work. Yeah. They it's, just work. It's definitely been a, I don't know, a good car to start and a bad, you know, like they're pretty much capped out. Like there's still stuff there to have, but, yeah. but they just make great cars. They're consistent. It leaves good. They just, you don't have a lot yeah. of the other issues. So it was somebody new to racing and stock, super stock and everything. It's just been a really good car to start with. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I totally agree. My car is not a good bracket car. I, I don't know how Drew Skillman was number two in the world two years in a row, but it's not a good car. Because if you sit in the staging too long and you don't, and that ice starts to melt, you could lose a couple of hundreds, you know, because the air is just is critical. So it's not the best. And then people thinking chasing is the way to go. Yeah, chasing, if I'm doing nine seconds, so my 950 car chasing is good. But when you're doing 160 and the car is doing, I remember racing, the, he was in a four-door Buick. What's his name? Oh, how can I forget? I'm just terrible with names. Whatever. He's dialed 1390s. And it looked like he was sitting still on the side of the track. I'm, he's all the way down there. I'm putting in a high gear. I'm looking at it. It looks like he stopped. So I'm happy. I have to try. It's just, you know, you got to, you're looking way behind them if you, you know, but it's, it's, so it's not that, it's not the best. The biggest thing is that you can, what, what you have sometimes is that people don't know where you are. Like uh, when you're at Indy, this guy just, he, he hit the brakes. I said, because he hadn't, I said, no way, I'm ready to roll out of the throttle. He's got me. He stops, he gets, hits the brakes. It's like 1150 car. And so I said, oh, okay, I just did a couple of whomping and that was it. And they, I said, what'd you do? Because I thought you broke. I said, no, with a car like that, I make it up in the last hundred feet. Yeah. And it's confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Racing so. them cars. Any, anytime there's more than a 15, 20 mile an hour difference, you got to be really good. Is a slow card. Yeah. Judge that. Like it's, it's a crap shoot. You might as well roll the dice at that point. Yeah. And I don't process and, uh, as, as fast. And, and it just, it's just, it's also experience too. You know, it's just, it's the, you know, the experience of uh, having to race those different speeds that you know when to, to roll out. And, you know, it helped if you knew what your light was. And I can't, you know, I'm just happy if it stays green. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but there's a lot of guys that know when they're late enough. You know, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys. And, uh, you know, I hang out with all the guys. I mean, I know. Uh, the Beyondos are family to me. The Fletchers are family. They all tried to help me, but they say you're useless, Ken. We can't help you. We, we've explained everything we need to do. Hey, I'm seeing the next post in your future here. How do I know when I'm late leaving? You put that right in yeah. Class Racer. Maybe you'll get all kinds of go. advice. That's, I mean, there's guys that, there, and there's people that fool themselves. I'm always, I never blame the car. I very rarely blame the car for anything. When you start blaming the car, when, because the car is a machine and it is less likely to make a mistake than you, you know, Bottom bowl racing is the toughest racing out there. You have to be so disciplined. Some guys count. I don't count, but I see them peripherally. Uh, uh, Sam Biondo, rest his soul, he told me that, Ken, I just looking at the last bulb, and he's a great racer. He says, I see them peripherally, but I just react to that last bulb. But he was disciplined, and his kids are just as disciplined. It's just so hard. Well, you guys know that. You're, you know, you're all bottom bowl racers, and that's a tough deal. And me, you know, uh, uh, sometimes I'll break my concentration as the bulb comes down. How can I break my concentration? So, and, or I'll change my plan halfway down the track. I said, you know, I'm dialed right to be dead on. And all of a sudden I'm pedaling. Why am I pedaling if I'm dialing to be dead on? So, you know, it's just consistency. And, 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 you know, I think as the older I get, the worse I'm, you know, I just can't process as much, but I think young people, if you get them new into this without any bad habits, I think they become good racers, young people. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but I think the young people that uh, they can be really good. I think a lot of it just becomes instinctive too, right? Like I always look at there's, there's seven, like I'm not that experienced. So what can I control? Like I don't have a big budget. I can only make my car so fast, but what I can do is I can make my car. I can leave it any RPM I want. 
So like I'll drive somebody else's car and I have a hard time hitting the tree, but my car does. I can always get it to repeat and do the exact same thing on the launch if I can cut a good light. You know, then you have your game plan, but at the end of the day, like I've I've looked at my in-car camera like I don't really know what I did. Did I rip the throttle? Did I drag the brake? Like I just you kind of did well, what felt right and it worked. I'm I've been doing this Brian, I've been doing this over 40 years and I'm glad you said that because that's what happens to me. I come back and like Timothy uh, Fletcher, uh, Dan Sun will say, you know, what happened? He says, I, I don't know where I left on the tree. I left on nothing. I just don't remember. You know what I mean? And it's, I, I thought I was the only one that, that you lose that, you know, you're only talking about a short time and I couldn't remember it, what I did, but I guess there's so many things. I think you work on your own car, Brian, you guys work, Bob, you work on your own car. I think the guys that do a lot of wrenching on their own car, it's too much to think about. Now they're worried about their car breaking, spinning uh, issues with the car where some of these pure bracket races, they don't care about that. I always say Peter Biondo, if the car was on fire, the back half of the car, he wouldn't worry, think about it until he was down track because all he's concentrating is on the tree. And I just, and I seem to concentrate on other things, you know, which you can't do. Yeah, no, it's hard. And, and, and when you're at a race by yourself, I don't know how I, I used to watch Fletcher do it in the lanes, checking his own tires, mm-hmm. writing the dial in on the window. He was doing it all and he was winning you know running two races. so it's it, i love you know I, I need my dad needs to ha- do yeah. certain jobs that he does i focus on you know i'm on the computer with the dial and the strategy like it's it's just better when you have a, a team and, you just and doing these live fronts i mean yeah. i have to hope my car has no issues during the race and i don't bitch about it online or anything like that sometimes i do and i don't have no i'll have issues but i don't want to say anything but that's also takes away from your racing program because oh, absolutely, as soon yeah. as I make my run, I'm thinking I got to get back into the superstar pictures because, you know, I got media credentials. I can get to the starting line and I'm not worrying about the car. I should be downloading the run, checking everything out. And I just kind of run around. And so, you know, I'm only by myself. And like, I'm not complaining because I have, I have a great system. I, I mean, a great setup. I'm, I'm happy with what I have, but uh, it's tough. You, there's, just, there's no room for error. It's not like a roundy round race. You, 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 you know, you, you mess up on one lap. You can work your way back. There's no room for error in drag racing, you know? So got to be perfect but, for eight, nine, but ten seconds, and it's that's why it's a stressful sport. Do you but, feel yeah, like, exactly? Let, let's get into your race, Ken. Class Racer Nationals, New Media okay, Driver, yeah. July twenty third, twenty fourth. Yes, so it's our third annual, and uh, great sponsors came aboard. You know, we've had two good years, uh, um, so I'm I'm just really pumped about it. Timothy Fletcher is my partner, and he's like his dad, logistics budget. Without him, I couldn't do it because I'd be losing money. He he tells me when to cut and what not to get. He's great. You know, he's 30 years old, but he's, I, as far as I'm concerned, he's the main guy. He's my uh, 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 um, financial officer, CFO. And um, so we got it. Come, so we have great sponsors, um, good money. And just a, a quick note with it. When you guys go there, you know, you can pay for cash. You can pay cash. If I know you really well, I, I do accept checks. Uh, you can do credit cards, but you guys get all get paid. There's no 1099s. You get paid in cash. Everything is paid in cash. Uh, we got lots of free giveaways. Testos on board. They have giveaways. We have uh, practice trees. Just a ton of ton of good stuff. And it's just stock and super stock. And so when you guys come in the gate, I meet. I try to meet everybody as they come in the gate. And uh, parking's not an issue. I know parking's big for me. Parking is a huge issue, and I, that can ruin my day when I get to an NHRA race. Not so much of a division race, but a national race. So I. Tell them, guys, listen, you can park where you want as long as you don't just just uh, use your discretion not to just go crazy taking up tons. But having only like 120, 130 cars, it's easy for everybody to get good spots. And um, so, yeah, it's a great race. And I get great feedback uh, crossing my fingers this year because we don't know because of the fuel prices, you know. 
you guys were talking about fuel prices and it's just crazy, you know, and uh, I, I, I found this, I don't know if this might help people with fuel prices, but there's a, a company called TDS Logistics. It's a, it's a card that takes you like Pennsylvania. The gas was uh, when I was up there at um, Maple Grove, it was um, six fifty a gallon. Okay. With that card, uh, I it was five thirty a gallon. So I saved a dollar 10. Not it's not all of them like that, but you you would get at least thirty to forty cents because Pennsylvania taxes are so high, uh, and they basically they're taking off the tax. Like in Penn, like in North Carolina, it's like five sixty, but they knock it down to five ten or five twenty. But still, it's savings. If you're talking about hundreds of gallons, you know you save fifty, sixty dollars, a hundred dollars here. It's something, you know. At least you can you know, some buy some food with that. So what? Getting back to the race, but that's so. If any uh, anybody's interested in that card, it's it's um it's uh uh. It's uh, called TDS Logistics. I have nothing to do with the company. I just, you know, people, uh, Dan Fletcher turned me on to it. And it's a great setup, you know. And, uh, yeah, so any other questions about the race? Um, stock and super stock are separate at your race, right? Yeah. They, yes. they run their own eliminators. Uh, yes. Five grand to win, five grand to win on Saturday. Correct. Five grand and five grand on Sunday, right? Correct. There's Correct. a second chance Correct. race on Saturday, I think. Yeah, let me uh, pull everything up because my memory is shot. And... <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah. So we have uh, on Saturday, um, yeah, we have the second chance ra- race. It's uh, uh, two thousand to win, five five hundred dollars runner up, two hundred dollars semis, uh, capped at sixty four cars, entry fee is sixty dollars. How do you go wrong? That's you know that's amazing. Yeah, sixty bucks to win two grand. I mean, I'll do that all day. Right, and so with the main eliminators, it's five thousand each day. So you know, if you have two cars, you could probably, if you can win both, you got a chance of winning ten grand. Also, and runner up is a thousand dollars. Semis are five hundred. Quarters are three hundred. Uh, fourth round is uh, fourth round loses 200 third round loses 100 so you know we pay pretty far back you know we try to fees? what's the entry fees on the category two hundred dollars for for uh, for uh for each day so it'd be four hundred dollars for the for the weekend 200 to win five grand that's yeah cool. yep or 400 to win ten thousand possibly mm-hmm. and it's all fresh and then we also have now this is the kind of a cool thing that you know even though he's not a big, he, he runs stock or super stock, Timothy, but you know, he's not like me. I'm a diehard stock, super stock guy, but he came up with this, uh, uh, uh testo qualifying race. So what we're going to do is with this is the top qualifiers are going to get on set on Sunday morning. This is going to be a Sunday morning thing. Uh, uh, they're going to be able to make their runs. Uh, and, uh, it's going to be, we're going to try it. Let's see. I'll just make sure I got this right. Uh, blah, blah, blah. we're going to pick 10 cars. Uh, out of stock and 10 cars from super stock random because I, I don't want to just have, you know, because, you know, it's, we don't have the, 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 we have, we can, we're going to check weight. We're going to check carburetors and stuff like that and throttle buys, but we're not going to check fuel because we don't have all that uh, equipment. So I don't want just, you know, we know who all the fast guys are. So at random, we're going to pick these cars and they're going to run basically, you know, for the, whatever, if they call quali- whoever qualifies best out of that, out of those 10 cars in stock and whoever qualifies best out of the 10 cars in super stock. Number one, we'll get 500. Number two, we'll get 300. Number three, we'll get uh, 200. So if I if explain that correctly, maybe you can, I know I'm like kind of all over again, uh, the place, top but three, it's uh, top three qualifiers in stock, top three qualifiers in super stock. You're going right. to select 10 before qualifying starts is what you're saying. On Sunday. On Sunday. So wanna, are the drivers going to know that before they go yeah, up there? Go up to the driver's seat and they're going to make their runs first. 
Okay. And then the other guys will do their normal, you know, because uh, we're going to run, it's run like a national open. So you really don't qualify at this race, but you get to do a time shot. So we're going to, we're going to run those 20 cars down the track and then the other guys can jump in and do their, you know, their uh, time shot for the day, but we run like a national open. So you, the first round is uh, all about uh, the best lights. Right. That's how we pair you up. And then there can be heads up after that, just like a national open. I'm sure everybody's familiar, familiar with the national open, how they work. And that's how we run our race. So but yeah, heads up runs then after second uh, second round and beyond then yeah so what do you think of the uh the, the our testo qualifying race no i i think that's cool yeah so top three they're the 10 people are going to know about it yes when they're up there before they go up there so it's not going to be random it's not going to be blind which could be cool too um the 10 drivers are going to be up there and then the top three are going to get paid well, think- we're going to pick the to- total of 20 cars randomly it's just not everybody just can't go up run up there we're right. going to pick them and they're going to run first because the reason we did that is because, you know, there's these killer cars are out there and then the guys in the middle of the pack, which I, I always think the middle of the pack is what gets screwed mostly. And that's what most of us are middle to the bottom of the pack. And, you know, you're going to have one or two cars can go 150 under at our race. I mean, that's, you know, that just doesn't speak. And I know they work hard at it, but I just think picking 10 cars randomly in stock and 10 cars randomly in super stock would just be more. Um, uh, I just think it would be more fair and more fun for guys that, never had a chance of winning any money in the qualify for qualifying. Yeah. You know, they never, when's the last time anybody's won money for qualifying? I've been petitioning about that. And I, I think we should kind of talk to NHRA about doing something for qualifying. I've, I've, I did an episode on that about qualifying class wins, things like that. The way to get points, maybe some money, but story for another time. Um, yeah. But the, uh, how are you going to draw them? What's the random, is it going to be numbers out of a hat? Is it going to be a computer? <laughs> Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna just sit up there and just uh, 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 put all the numbers in a in basically in a hat. We can, I can get a random generator, but I think we might just do it that way. And we're just gonna pick them out. That's it. You know, there's gonna be no rhyme or reason to it. And hopefully, we'll get a, a good spectrum from you know whatever. You know, I hopefully gets a lot of the middle. Of, I I want it to be so it's close where it's a hundredth decides it. It'd be so cool that a hundredth would decide. You know what I mean? And yeah. and and then it doesn't. And people. And so another thing too is. The, that person the day before, he doesn't know who he's going to be picked, so he's not going to set his car up. Maybe he'll push the rule a little bit or something like that. I don't know. This way it's random. I think it's just fair because you're not going to have time to do anything because, hey, you're, you want to run it? You don't have to if you don't want to, but you're, you're picked. You, you want to come up and run it or not, you know? I know it's it's kind of confusing. I'm probably not explaining it in a, in a, in a more coherent way, but you guys get the gist, right? I get it. I think I get it. It sounds yeah. cool. I mean, it's yep. not. I, I'm not a top qualifier, but if I get picked, I mean, I'm going to go all out and try and do the best. I yeah, can. I love the we'll giveaways, do. though. I was there uh, two years. I was there both years, but two years ago, I got the. Um, I made it to fourth round or fifth round. I forget. I lost, yeah. and I got. I went up in the tower to get my money, and then you hit me with a here five hundred dollar uh, tour converter gift card for ATI. Yeah, you were um, picked. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, perfect because. Anybody that knows I've been driving a 64 and a half Mustang in stock eliminator that I was getting ready to order a converter for. And so that made that easy. So I got an ATI converter in that car now. So, yeah, uh, yeah it was cool. I love the giveaways. There's always like something, you know, you always have a second shot at winning something, you know. It's That's crazy. important. ATI has been a, a huge sponsor for us. We picked up Jags this year. Beyondo's always, you know, uh, great with us. They gave two driving suits away, too. Besides ticking in uh, cash for the um, the Saturday night uh, uh, second chance race, um, Holly just came on board uh, with gift certificates. 
Uh, same with Molly Pistons. Um, Porter Tree gives the practice trees. Dan Fletcher gives the longest toe award. So the guy who comes the farthest gets that. Oaks does the um, uh, um, uh, uh, bounty, you know, for the, the what's called the service. Yep. Right. AR, IRC is, gives us, uh, you know, a wheelie bar wheels, a California duster, Jimmy DeFrank and, and the dad, they're just great. They send us a ton of stuff out, you know, dusters and all kinds of stuff like that. And, um, uh, you know, and then we got uh, Tim Stickles, who just won. He's got a gutter business. He says, I'm going to be a partner. So we'll figure out how to give away his cash. And uh, then you got PC Richard who came on board, which is great. And Gary should be there racing. You know, he's cut back a lot of his racing. But uh, uh, Paulie, his crew chief, told me he should be there for racing. So that'd be kind of cool to see Gary out there. And, um, yeah, I just want to mention everybody. And then you have also, and I can't do, I would never do this without uh, Anthony. So MicroStrategies, Anthony Bonjavani, is a huge part of it. He's our main title sponsor. And I wouldn't be able to do it. Because if you don't get the big title sponsors, you just can't put this together. Because you don't, you know, you're not going to make any money. It's a lot of work. And then... Uh, so micro strategies is huge, uh, 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 helping us out here. And then the next one also I have to, is the Domino family. It's just so easy to work with these guys. It's working. I know the track is farther than some people would like, but they treat people so good to me. It's worth the trip. I I would always come to the, even though I'm in North Carolina, I have no problem coming up to, uh, to new media because they just treat you so well, you know, the Domino is a beautiful place too. It kind of reminds me of Europe, the way you can look out you see mountains hills farms out there it's just it's really a nice scenic track and yeah they those owners are cool it hits you with cash when you when you win i think it's just like yeah it's a great yeah. place yeah. Um, it's a great race yeah i had something i was going to mention and it's gone now so well because i talk too much once i talk i start right. let's see uh-oh bruce fulper he banned me because i cared about everyone's health all I say is please get vaccinated. See, that's what I mean. Now, don't take it personal, but uh, you're listening, Bruce. We all know what we need to do. You don't need to go online. When you start talking about stuff like that, it's a politically charged statement. That's why. I don't want that talked in there. So that's why I banned you. So now, Bruce, everybody knows Bruce Fulper. Not everybody, but a lot of people do. You can have your opinion on him. It's nothing personal, Bruce. I don't want that stuff talked about in the racing section, Okay. I don't want to hear telling me to do this and do that. Let's talk about race cars. Tell me how to build a Pontiac. Then I'd be fine, Bruce, because that's what you're a Pontiac guy. I have no problem taking your advice there. So, that's so you know, you're always going to get that. I try to be polite and humble with this and not, you know, be, you know, uh, uh, nasty in any way. But it's a racing site. There's plenty of places to do that. Everybody knows what we need to do for our health. All right. All right. So, and to, and to individual choice. Rob Keister said, Keith. I guess Keith Mayers and him have been trying to uh, revive that dot 90 section. Yeah. Uh, it's if, tough because they don't have a lot of rule changes like in stock and super stock. Yes. Yeah. If, they, if I start to see more traffic when I'm at, in fact, I did start taking pictures at Bristol of this. I don't know if you read my post. Well, I took a ton of pictures. I went back and I did take them up the nineties cars and I went back and I had super stock and stock all on the camera. I don't know what the hell I did, but I had a senior moment and I just deleted them all. <laughs> well, yeah, was, I was not happy about it. I tried to get them back. There's no way I could do so. I mean, I took more pictures on race on, when there was eliminations coming, but I did. But if I see more people going to there, they want to see pictures, it's going to be a lot more time consuming, but I'll do it. I'll absolutely stay up there and take pictures of Super Comp, Super Street, and uh, Super Guest. I'll do it. If you know, if these guys want to come to the site, I have no problem. I wish they would. Granted, you're right. There's not enough. Stock and Super Stocks have a lot to bitch about. In the 90s, classes oh, did not... You know, what we call it. there's not a lot to 
to um to complain about you know all right ken so, now i remembered also what i wanted to say we race at new media division one has an open and divisional there two weeks prior to your event are they allowed to leave their stuff there before absolutely your event? absolutely so for two they, weeks, new media dragway the domino family is okay with drivers leaving their stuff there yes absolutely but they're gonna have to put it on the other side because they have a big bracket race that's why i wanted to have uh back to back i wanted to do back to back and i couldn't but then the Jags, the sport nationals popped up and when that popped up after the race i mean that it just it just messed everything it was just too much thing but you're absolutely allowed to uh, uh um to leave your stuff there and um but you'll have to move it to the other side because they have a big bracket race that weekend okay so that's good enough though at least they can leave it there and, yeah, save the lot, and there's people that, that, that i think there's a, a a gentleman that lives on the property because they have an apartment uh, on the, in the property there so there's always somebody there you know and then we're going to be back real quick we're just shooting to uh, the jags then we're going to come back after the jags sport nationals and come back to the media and uh you know uh, maybe we'll do hershey, hershey park have some fun in, in between oh let me know about that i love it there. yeah Paul, Paul Gunther See, says you, know, you have a fleet of motorcycles. Touch on that once. Uh, I have a fleet of motorcycles? Who said that? Paul oh, Gunther, Paul. Who's, who's about 500 feet, I, lives down the road right over there. So yeah, Paul, yeah, he's starting to, I used to have a fleet. Now I've cut back because I moved down here. I had no room for him. So let's see. I had, uh, I have my, uh, I have a Speedmaster, uh, uh, um, I'm sorry, Triumph Speedmaster. It's like 2018, kind of looks something like old and stuff. But it's new. It's a new Triumph. It's a fun bike. In fact, I hate to say this, I just sold it because I'm just cutting back on everything just because of the way the economy is. I want to have more cash on hand. Uh, but I had a Speedmaster. All at the same time, I had the Speedmaster Triumph. I had my BMW GS, which is a it looks like an off-road bike, but it's not. It's a great bike. I still have that. It's not, It goes like it'll run like low 11s. It's a wheelie monster. You know, this old guy riding it. When I put my helmet on, I feel like I'm uh, 20 years old, so I don't care. I do stupid things on a bike, which I shouldn't do, but I do. Uh, it, I've had it up to 135, no problem. It's just like it's just boom. It's just so cool. Um, yeah, and I split lanes and I cut through traffic like an idiot. So uh, oh, one of those. Is that a triple? What's that? Is is that one of the triple engines? Uh, no, the the the, the what's we call it? The uh, the Speedmaster was a uh, it was a twin. But oh, it was okay. 12, 1200cc. It wasn't there. It wasn't a speed triple. Uh, uh, that's what the name of the bike is, a speed triple. This was a, just a, it kind of looked like an older uh, type of, uh, um, if you know what the, what you call it, the Triumphs look like, but mm -hmm. it had a monoshock in the back instead. So it was just, it was just a nice cruiser bike. Cool. And, but I tuned it up. I couldn't make it start. So I put a tune in it, took out the cap. So you, when you crank it, you can just smoke the tire. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but you got I, I restored a, a 60s, uh, oh, sorry, a 76 Kawasaki for my brother. I, that bike was so cool. So I had that bike. And then um, uh, what else did I have? Oh, I bought a Scrambler, a Triumph Scrambler, which is the same motor that's in the Speedmaster, but it's like in a gigantic dirt bike looking thing. Mm. So that was a cool bike. And But I'm still looking for another one. So when the economy comes around, I, I want an Italian bike. So I'm going to probably get a Ducati. But Excellent. the BMW, I love because the BMW does everything. It's got the suspension where it's it's controlled electronically. So it'll raise and lower by itself or I can do it with a button. It rides like a car. Uh, yet it's super fast, but it's super, super comfortable, but just straight up, not like a Harley. I don't like Harleys because they're too heavy, too slow. And I just don't, it's just not my cup of tea. They're too big. And I want something that's sporty, but, uh, it's fast. You know, I would like to get a, a Ducati. They make a Ducati called a street fighter. It has 208 horsepower. And that's kind of a lot for a bike that weighs 450 pounds, but I think that's that above my skill levels. So I may not get that because that bike will run in the nines. You know, I don't know if I can handle nines, you know, so. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I used to have a, I have a big fleet of bikes. I love motorcycles. It's my second love. 
And sometimes I'm at the racetrack and it's a bad day. I said, I'd rather be riding, you know, but, and I, I haven't ridden for a long time. I was just riding when I was a kid and I stopped for like 30 years and then I started getting back into it again. Did you see the, have you seen the Top Gun Maverick yet? Did you see he brought the bike out? Yes. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I heard it got really good reviews. Uh, uh, um, you know, I'm not, I'd say I'm a big fan of Tom Cruise, but he's a good actor in this film. They didn't do any, hardly any or any CGI with the background. It's all actual, uh, fighter. And I'm a big fan of, of military hardware from world war two today. So I mean, so I, I'm going to go see the movie because the reviews are really good. And you know, the bikes, of course, I want to see the bikes. Yeah, the old, the old bike makes a comeback. I thought that was pretty cool. That was well, at the bike I'm looking for, I like those bikes for, but you know, when, when, the, when the movie comes out and shows the old bike, then the price goes up on that bike, you know? <laughs> so, uh, but the Japanese bikes of the seventies, eighties and nineties were like the muscle cars of the sixties for us guys. They blew, when they came on the market, they blew everything away from, from Britain, from nobody could compete with them because these four cylinders were just, they would eat up the triumphs and BSAs and stuff. So, uh, you know, but but yeah, motorcycles are cool and they're so easy to work on. I love them, and re- they're relatively cheap. I can buy, I can have four bikes that are, and, and and be less than having a the minor Corvette, you know. So to me, it's just fun. And when you get on them, and they're fast. And I just I like speed. So you know, uh, I'm not into the wheelies as much, but you know, because this has wheelie control the BMW, so I can set it where it only comes up like a foot, and then it just goes back and settles back That's down. Cheating. Yeah, the technology on motorcycles, has this thing called IMU technology, man. When you go into a turn, if you go into too hot, it'll start taking power away if it senses the, the tire slip. So it's great for me when I'm leaning over real hard. You know, my skill level is not there. The bike knows to, you know, and then the type of bike it is, their brakes are linked. So if I slam the brake on going into a turn, the bike straightens up. It doesn't spin up. So it's it's really sophisticated. Straight BMW into really the tree. Know. What's that? Just straighten right up into the tree. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you can still get hurt and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But you know, I, I I do stupid things, but I do watch a lot and everything. And I'd rather be I'd rather die on my motorcycle than being in a nursing home choking on a chicken bone or something like well, that when I'm old. Absolutely, so, good way to look at it. Yeah. Doing what I love. Same with the race car. I tell people all the time. I said I'd rather. That's why I wear a Hans device. I don't want to break my neck and then be a paraplegic. I'd rather just car blow up in a bowl of flames or something and i'll be remembered hey kenny and that's what you want to go and you know i mean i know it's morbid talk but then but you know nobody wants to die but i'm just saying i'd rather do what i enjoy everything in life is dangerous so you know but uh, what else i know i'm rattling i'm more rattling rattling here you get you know i feel like i'm just uh, destroying your show here ah, we're just having a discussion that's all yeah so um guess that's it. I don't know what else. To, yeah. So what we were talking about the class race of national. So we're hoping we get a good uh, car count, you know, and I think we will. Uh, we get so much positive uh, what you call it, uh, uh, feedback from it. Uh, hopefully Jason will come up. Jason line came up last year. Um, uh, Deadbolt Dan, as they refer him, that's his crew guy or, well, they, that's his engine shop guy. I don't know how it's working now. I don't think Jason is working with, um, uh, you may not know that Brian. I don't think he's working with the, uh, with uh, KB anymore? Is that true, Brian? Yep. Does he have his own place now? That's what I hear. That's the way I understand it. Yeah. Labawil. Dan yeah. is gone. No, I don't. I I don't know if he's working with Jason because Jason has his own engine shop now. Yeah. So I don't know where Dan is involved. I don't know if he's still involved with KB or I don't know how. I don't follow Pro Stock because Pro Stock, I lost interest with Pro Stock. You know, years ago, because of just what it turned into be. I'd rather watch Pro Mod, not now, because now they're all looking the same. Because they were there was so much diversity in it. Now Pro Stock. I mean, you can have a Ford Mustang body with a GM engine. I mean, what? what come on, it doesn't. That doesn't do anything for me. That's why I don't watch NASCAR anymore. 
just when you lose that 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 factory, I don't care what anybody says. I wouldn't want all Cobra Jets out at the all forts. I want to be able to run Camaros and Mopars and stuff. That's the fun of it. Just to, to be everything the same, these all homogenized into one. Uh, that's not my cup of tea. So I lost interest in, you know, when I was talking to Jason, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he just said, you know, it was just time. I wanted my own shop and do my own thing and stuff. It was just didn't want to, you know, I don't know what the main reasons were, but, uh, but he, hopefully he, he shows up. We had him in the top stock. Top stock didn't work out this year because I only got six participants. I had to beg two people to come in. One of them was Jason and one of them was Angelo Taka. Yeah. And, uh, I had 20, over 20 emails telling me people would show up. I owe you where one of part is and, and nobody shows up. You know, we got money to give away and everybody had an excuse. And so I mean, sure if some were legitimate, but I said to myself, if it was a division race or a national race, they would have been there. And so we gave an opportunity to run their heads up stuff without, and I, I don't want to sound like I'm bitching and compliant. I would have loved to have done it again, but if there's no support, my sponsors are not going to put out the money if there's no support. So there's just nothing I can do, you know? What, do so, you, what are your thoughts? Why are people not supporting some of these other races i don't understand it and i just don't understand you know uh bohannon they had a race they canceled it because of weather but i don't know if it was for weather maybe it was they weren't getting the participation they wanted bo didn't do one this year with jason uh i don't understand why they would rather go to a national event and get mistreated i go to national events because it's it helps my website for content and my revenue does go up when i go to because i get more hits but i really rather go to a division race because to me, I think you get treated better at division. Not to say it's perfect, but I think overall division races are so much treated so much better than than the national event. And I don't know. I guess it's that Wally. Everybody wants that Wally, you know. And I just, I, I don't get it. I'm mean, we're racing the same people. If it, if the, if if we could get a strong contingency of people to come to these races, I would have fuel check. I would have tech people there. I would make it more legitimate. But you just I think that's you know, why people go too. They want that officiality of it. If that's right. a word. Um, well, we they want the Wally. They want to be in the national dragster. There's a points chase yeah. involved. Yeah, Divisional championships, national championships. Yeah. It's it's where it all started. <clears throat> so I don't want I want industry to be viable. I don't because if industry is not viable, we are not viable. Then we're not here. You know, maybe it's with all these cars, something would come up. You know, and not whatever. But I, I want them to be viable. They have a great history. It's just that. Uh, their management, even though they give the talk that they, you know, they, they were, we are an important part. Uh, it doesn't show because I know people in certain uh, um, uh, of, uh, you know, authority, whatever, they're, they're, they're um, positions in the company that are close to us. They don't really show us that. They don't have any interest. Uh, uh, um, I, from what I see, uh, Lonnie uh, uh, Grimm, I think, is, is a positive thing from, from what I, when I talk to him. But who knows? You know, I don't know. He's probably has constraints of what he can do, you know. So and I know people don't come to see us. They may always say, it, you know, when I hear on my site, you know, they're not. But but they're wrong. And these people are wrong in a way. Yes, they come to see the fuel cars. But they also like an in Indy all the time. I talk to people all the time. Come by the cars. Says, we come here to see the fuel cars. But we love going through the pits and seeing all you guys because it's a great muscle car show. We all love seeing this. We, and we get to see and talk to you guys, which we don't get to do with others, you know. And so. And so to me, okay, and we've, I've told people in upper management in a tray, and I said, well, that's a great way to, um, uh, uh, you know, use us as an asset, not a liability. We're an asset. Now, especially with the economy, is why don't you use every asset you have? Come to the greatest muscle car show on earth and then watch the top fuel cars. You don't have to watch us, but just walk through the pits and, and see all these great muscle cars that are, that are just phenomenal from every year, from a 55 Chevy all the way to a 2019 or 20 Challenger, whatever. 
uh, I don't know. I don't get it. So, but people want to come to the NHRA more. So it's, you know, and I say, I said, so I got a little upset at one time. I said, well, I think I don't know what individual it was, but I told him, I said, if there was a division race that weekend, you would have came there, wouldn't you? And he just smiled and just walked away, you know, my race. So that's it. They just don't, you know, but we have Dave lay there. We can't check fuel, but we check weight for heads up runs. And we check if you have the right carburetor on it or the right pulley, if you're, you know, supercharged or something like that, or right fuel checking body. Cause so we do have some tech, yeah. you know, and, uh, but yeah, so that's that's the problem. I guess it's hey, I guess it's a whole package, like you said, uh, um, Bobby. It's just a whole package that they want, you know. Even though they're treated like, you know, not the way they should be treated. Well, we're and you they see- don't care though. They don't care. The ones that are complaining on your side about that are the first ones that are entering national events as soon as they open. So what do you? Yeah. Want to- we're fortunate yeah, in our that- area to have the association we do, or otherwise it'd be not really practical either. So I think some of these people need to realize you need to help support other events because we don't know. I mean, the future's not written, right? We don't know how long NHRA no. is or what they're going to do. Look at their rule changes. Like, let's uh, let's just support everybody and enjoy the enjoy this the way, racing. This way, there's options too, because that's a good point, Brian. The future is not written. Some people are just so stuck in their ways. You just, just look at the world. Not that I want to. Is that things can change like that, and people don't realize that they're just so. I don't know how to say it. we're spoiled in a way where, you know, sometimes, and in fact, in a lot of ways, we're ungrateful that how easy we really have it in life in this country. And, and we have all these options to race everywhere. And so, you know, it's just not going to be there all the time. Why not support your local stuff? I mean, what's wrong with supporting, but you know, Dave lay and the, you guys have an association out there, right? Brian, a uh, super stock stocks association, yep. Midwest class racers. Right. right, right. Exactly. So, you know, it's good to support these, you know, and I, we have them down North Carolina. I haven't, I've been to one last year. It's just in, within my schedule. It's not, but you know, when, when it's in, within my schedule, I'm going to go to one because I think it's good important. I was hoping Bo would have his race. Cause I was going, if Bo had his race, cause I heard really good things. Bobby, did you go to that race? No, I wasn't at that one last year. I heard such great things about the race, but his budget was a lot higher than me and mine. And it was a lot of work for him. So money around left and right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what, what the reason why he didn't do it, whether he couldn't get the proper date, which that's another problem. There's a lot of racing out there. So I have to give it where guys have to pick and choose. So I'll give them that. I understand it because there's a lot of places where you can race. I mean, you have associations everywhere. Divisions and the opens are all over the place now. And, you know, then you have your national. So you have to pick and choose, especially, with the fuel prices right so well, and division one we're kind of spoiled like i live within very spoiled. four or five tracks that are within two hours so for me to go to a divisional it's really not that bad for brian well, you know, I have like 10 hours so that's why his his association races you know will, will do right. well because it, it gives them right. a place to race you know brian how long how close is your circuit your closest race uh like brainerd's three and a half that'd probably okay. be the closest any trade track we've got another is it a good ride? like a terrible ride or is it a decent ride like just no traffic or can be a pain well for south dakota it's terrible because you got to go through minnesota through all the lake traffic so you know you're going by everybody's going out to their cabins but i mean right, it's, right. you guys would call it like calm like nobody there like you'd think oh man this is an easy drive through the country i'm like man i've had to pass four cars in this three mile trip this sucks you know <laughs> yeah we've no got 95 and Go South, South Dakota's home of the Thunder Valley too. You know that was one of the old school. That thing's been around a long time, but that's that's roughly three hours for me too. And they don't. It's an IHRA track now. They don't. You know, our association runs there, but yeah, uh, Earlville, Iowa. I think that's eight hours. That'd be probably the next place. Or Kearney, Nebraska. I mean, I'm wow. going. 
you got to be a diehard racer. I don't know how they do it out west. Aye, aye, aye. Well, that's what for me with family and being young, like our association races, where if you can go and race Saturdays a race, Sundays a race, decent payouts, you know, there's 10 weekends a year that you can hit. That's that's a lot easier option. Yeah. And a lot of the association races do a Saturday and Sunday deal, yep. you know, which makes it real nice because now you don't, you know, you got two shots at it and you're basically racing the same cars you would be racing at, you know, your division or national level in your area. Well, you know, we've got Al Corda and just about everyone. You got Jason DeForest, you got the Lions. I yeah. mean, there's. <laughs> yeah. And the Lions. Who was here? The Lions were, they were here. Oh my God. I'm going to feel so terrible. I talked to her for a while. Uh, Jason's sister as a Nova. Stephanie Dikema. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a sweetheart. We had a long talk and we had, a, it was great. And she had uh, her Nova out there. It's just so cool. I just like to see people from all over the country. And, you know, she did from Division Five. And I never even asked him, what are you guys doing out here? Because I was down in Bristol. Uh, yeah. Down there. Is that what you were just talking to her? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I was just so wrapped up in, I guess, doing so many things. But she was just, just a nice young lady to talk to. And it was, uh, yeah, you know, the whole family, the Lions have all, um, they're all nice people to talk to, you know, so. But uh, and they're good engine builders too. Everything they have is fast. <laughs> we hope so. so. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I guess that's it about the what's gold. We got we covered class racer nationals. It's uh, I just hope people show up. You're going to be treated like gold. Uh, you know, heads up. You'll have if there's a heads up race, you got plenty of time. You do not have to rush. We'll go and talk to you. Hey, how much time do you need? How much time do you need? So you know, it's a uh, it's gonna be a, it's, it's going to be a low key, but uh, and it's all about stock and super stock. So you know. Uh, I was trying to get shirts together, but I didn't get them, you know, because I wanted to have, you know, T-shirts. People keep asking me about T-shirts, but I'm not into the marketing part of it. I don't do a lot of, you know, that kind of stuff, even though people want it. But I wind up just wanted to sell it for what I, I pay for it or making a couple dollars just for shipping. I just don't, I don't have that business. I'm not, believe me, I am not a good businessman at all. I just, this is luck for me getting into class racer. I don't consider myself a good businessman. I can spend really well. I'm a good spender, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know if i see a big mountain of cash i say oh, i got plenty i'll just keep taking that but you know until it's run out then i can't buy anything but yeah i don't know what else to talk or you about about i'm just trying to think nope okay nope everything's good there so any other questions guys or not ken it's been great thanks for coming on today and educating yeah. us on the class racer it's website good. on your race program on your race that's upcoming at new media dragway july 23rd 24th I will yeah. definitely be there. I hope to see other people right. there. Um, Brian, you'll be there, right? <laughs> you, give me, kidding, you give me a car to drive, I might make the trip. Know, maybe Bon Giovanni has another Cobra jet for him. He can he can run. Okay, yeah. Actually, uh, yeah. Anthony's got something that I can run, too. Well, maybe Anthony can yeah. give us all a car to run. We can do time. a grudge mace. We'll do the class racer, a class racing oh. today grudge mate race. Yeah, that would be that would be kind of cool, yeah. I would like that. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. So, uh yeah, again, maybe I, I can't race the race, so maybe I can put somebody in my car. So I just oh, I'll be there. Kid. Yep. Yeah, I'm just afraid of somebody hurting it, but I guess you really can't hurt it, you know. Uh, if they don't I, the, I baby you, stuff. I don't let anybody. Drive, I, I would never let anybody drive my car because I. You know, well, it's a stick car. You know, Evan put me very, in a stick car. Very once. gentle on things, even though it may not sound like I am in the. The ten thousand oh RPM. The car sounds violent. And thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Um, yeah. So we'll see you in a couple of weeks and yes. thank you everybody for listening and chiming in yeah. here, yeah. Uh, commenting. We're getting a lot of spam comments today too. Uh, I noticed that. It's weird. I've never seen this before. 
Uh, it could be one of Ken's haters on Class Racer website that he that he banned. <laughs> maybe who knows? Um, yep. And thank you, everybody. Head to ClassRacingToday.com if you uh, get value out of the show. We really appreciate uh, the donations that have been coming in. We really want to thank Darren Poole Adams for a very generous uh, recent donation. And congratulations to Darren Poole Adams. I guess it was good mm-hmm. karma. He gave us a very generous donation. He went out and won the Bristol National Event. So congrats to Darren Poole Adams on that. Uh, YouTube, subscribe. Hit the red subscribe button on YouTube. It helps us out. doesn't cost you a thing. So, guys, do that. Instagram uh i apple give us a share share give us a like tell your friends and today is wednesday june 22nd this is episode 66 of class racing today so thank you all have a great week and we'll catch you next time